consistency, personality, and a sense of failure on my own part. Hi, welcome to the Ellery Wells Show. I'm your host, Ellery Wells. And those are the things that I kind of came away from podcast movement holding in my head. And I, 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 I get nervous sometimes when I'm behind the microphone because you know, you never, you never know if what you share will connect with people. But I had a lot of opportunities to, to meet with some listeners up at Podcast Movement in Chicago. I just got back a couple days ago. It was a great week, uh, up in the Windy City. But uh, going through the conference, I, I, I picked up two things, and I'll have to admit, I didn't have an opportunity to go to most of the sessions. I was out in the exhibit hall or up in the lobby, uh, hanging out with people, talking, um, mentoring, if you will, some, some new podcasters. And, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of experience or notes that I can share with you after, after going to the movement, the podcast movement this year. But what I did come away with is you need to be consistent when you're sharing your message. And I, and I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like I failed, uh, at, at that. So if you're a listener, if you've been listening to the Ellery Wells show for the last, I think this is only eight episodes, and that's that's also my fault. Uh, or if you were a faithful listener of the Empowered Podcast, I want to thank you for sticking around and being being uh, present whenever I I press release or publish, and I, just listening because consistency is a big thing for me. I, I talk about it, I preach about it, if you will, and I think. I can do a better job. I know I can do a better job, and I I want to do that. And then personality, man, you you have your friends because you are who you are. So if you're a podcaster, if you're a blogger, if you're creating products or baking goods or something, uh, people want to buy from you because they like you. I mean, you're not going to go support a business that you don't agree with. So put things out there that people can agree with. Put your personality in there. And I, I think I'm trying to do that. Uh, maybe over the next few weeks, if you're really curious, I can share some personality tests that I've taken. Uh, one of my clients is really, really <laughs> wanting me to take a few of these things. So uh, I'd, I'd love to share that with you if you're interested. If you're not, you know, don't worry about it. Um, but let me take a second. If you want to, if you want to contact me, Ellery at ElleryWells.com, I'd love to hear from you. Anyway, finally, the last thing that I want to share before we go into this coaching call, I've got a really good one, guys, is that we can fail but still move on. You know, um, there's a saying out there that says you can't fail, right? You you have to, if you want to succeed, you can never fail. I fail all the time. Or maybe it's that you can't quit. I don't know. But a lot, a lot of misguided out, misguided information and advice out there. I fail and I quit all the time. If you know something's not going to work, you should quit it. And so many people, they think, oh, what was the quote? What were we watching last night? We were watching, oh, I don't remember what the show was. Uh, oh, no, that wasn't it. Anyway, but it was like, you, you don't feel like you're good enough to win, so you don't even try. I just wonder if that's you, maybe. I don't know. I, I, looking back at my own life, uh, we, this kind of failure to get started. I, I don't, I wish I remember what show that was. Maybe you've seen it and you'll, you'll remind me, but there's this sense of that we don't in our, in ourselves within our own heads believe that we're 
we're good enough, worthy enough of success. And this subconscious thing is trying to keep us from um, moving forward in a positive direction. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I, something, whatever, whatever I was doing when I was watching that show that really hit me. And I want to, I want to give this to you as we go right into the, the coaching call with Brenda is that your point of greatest failure, maybe it's embarrassment, whatever it is, this point of failure that's in your past that you're not proud of. Maybe that's the thing that, that event in that time in your life that will, when you share it, will allow you to connect with other people. You know, we all go through unique things. We all go through crazy times in our lives and we think that we are the only ones. I want to encourage you that you aren't the only one, that uh, there's somebody out there that who not only will relate to your story, but will find courage in hearing your story. And I did that a lot with the Empowered Podcast. I found people who had gone through some stuff, some really crazy um, negative things, uh, a brain injury, a car wreck, a divorce, a bankruptcy, whatever. And they came through it on the other side. And we can't let these failures define us. However, I want to encourage you that, that this, uh, this time, this period of, of failure, something that you're not so happy about sharing. Once you, once you heal through that, it might be the thing that will allow you to connect with other people. So anyway, we'll do a quick intro. We'll throw that up here and then we'll go into a call with my friend Brenda McGraw. Hi, and welcome to the Ellery Wells Show where real entrepreneurs talk about real problems and real goals and real solutions to help you start, build, and grow your business. I'm your host, Ellery Wells. Welcome to the show. Okay, so I almost almost forgot. I between recording this episode and the last episode, I've gotten a completely new computer. So I'm just kind of curious if you think I sound different. Whenever I was editing that last piece, uh, I I felt like I sounded a little bit different. So I want to make sure I'm still okay on your end. Of course, I'll listen to it and make adjustments and those kinds of things. But ultimately, I want to make sure I'm sounding good in your ear in your car whatever uh just just let me know and then while i was editing i wanted to point out one other one other thing is when i'm talking about failure i'm not talking about in the largest sense like oh my life is not how i wanted it to be i just wanted to point out real quick people will like not publish a blog post because they think it will fall on its face or they won't put out a product because they think it's going to be perfect and then they psych themselves out knowing that it it won't be perfect, so they just don't do it at all. I'm not talking about big, massive, uh, life-changing failure. I'm talking about on a small scale. Don't let the fear of failure stop you from getting started in in the first place. I had a, I did go to a session with my friend Christina Cantors. I had her on my my last podcast, the Empowered Podcast, and she was like, "All of this stuff that we think was going to happen, people like making fun of us or criticizing us for for messing up, falling flat, or or whatever." It doesn't happen. So just keep that in mind, not just even on the small scale. Keep it in mind that it's okay to fail or have things not go as as you would have liked them to. One more thing, the exitstrategybook.com. Exit Strategies out. It came out last Friday. I'm so proud of it. I'm getting tomorrow, uh, which will be yesterday for you when you listen to this. Uh, I'm getting in the copies that I'm going to be sending out to pre-orders. I learned a lot during this process. As of right now, Exit Strategy, it busted the top 50 books in iTunes. It did not hit number one yet. 
but I have faith and confidence. So if you're listening and you haven't figured or you have <laughs> that's not right if you haven't figured it out. If you haven't got your copy of Exit Strategy, go to theexitstrategybook.com. Check it out. Buy your copy. And I think it will be one of the best best books you will read and one of the must-read books of 2016. All right. Let's hit it with Brenda McGraw. All right, Brenda, thanks for joining us on the Ellery Wells Show today. This is, again, our coaching segment, and I want to help you achieve your goals. So my very first question right out of the gate is what brings you here today? Oh, thank you, Ellery, so much for having me here on your on your coaching website, podcast. Um, I'm excited to be here with you. And, you know, I saw you send an email out that said you are willing to do this to help people, and I'm very excited. I'm, I'm always looking for the next thing that I can learn. I've been a student of um, author, you know, author entrepreneurship and, you know, how to do um, technology and websites and all of this over the last two years. And, and so I'm always looking to grow and, and learn more. So that's why I reached out to you. Cool. Yeah. I, I sent that email out to the list and I got a bunch of responses and um, as I've, uh, I'm not sure when this will air, but as I have mentioned a few places or a few times is a lot of people do the just standard interview show and the person being interviewed gets a chance to share what they're working on a book or their new program or whatever. And the audience can learn from that. But the person being interviewed doesn't get a whole lot of value from that. And I thought, well, what better way to give value to the person we're talking to and the audience um, and for me to get to use my my talents as a coach, then to have people who would benefit from coaching instead of just, hey, come on and talk about your, your latest thing. So I'm glad you are here. Uh, one of the things that you had submitted in your your application is you want to, you have started your business and you want to grow it. That's I think that's a fairly common thing. You said you're a smart woman and you're not away going <laughs> to turn away free coaching, and your biggest struggle is time to market and find coaching clients. Tell me how you got started, how you got where you are, and let's look at where you feel like you are in your business. Okay. Um, 2013, I actually joined the Tribe Riders course with Jeff Goins, and that's really where I would say I, I began my writing career and uh, just keep moving forward with that. I wrote uh, my first book in 2014. And then in the, at the end of 2014, I opened up my website to collaborate with other women that may have the same, you know, desire, which is to share the gospel, um, make much of Jesus's name and to share our own stories through writing and speaking. And so that's how we started. And, and now I have, you know, 10 writers that write with me and well actually less than that now because I've just I've got a couple of openings so I'm down to eight right now so I've got a couple of openings if anyone is interested they can get in touch with me through askgodtoday.com but but basically based on that I've had to really teach myself how to how to start a website how to um, learn how to do MailChimp and and do opt-ins and what's involved in all this because it was a whole new career for me it was it was learning things that I had never you know, had my hands in before I'm an insurance agent by trade and so you know I, I never if I wanted a website which I do have an insurance website I had somebody else do it for me in this business you do your own I mean you can have someone else but 
But, you know, so I had to teach a lot of myself how to do things and grab hold of um, what other people were doing and just try to learn. And I've learned through you. I've learned through Jeff Goins and, and so many others, you know, that are giving so much great advice out here. Uh, what is, why are you wanting to make this transition from insurance agent to a, I think I should coin a sack, a speaker, author, coach. I should coin a little term around that. I don't know. Um, what, why you want to, why do you want to move from one to the other? What's pulling you or what's pushing you? What's driving that, that transition that you want to make? It's always been my heart desire to, I won't say always, but over the last years, been my heart desire to be in full-time ministry. And ministry is reaching out and helping other people as well. And so I have that, that desire to help others learn. Being full-time ministry means that, you know, there's going to be some things that I have to eventually lay down. And, you know, I don't know if you've been in another career other than what you're in now, but sometimes you just start losing the desire to do what you were doing before. And I just have more of a desire now to, to you know, speak and share the books that God's given me, share the messages. And, you know, however he opens that door for me, that's the direction I've been going. So, but to go into full-time coaching and everything, you have to transition money-wise. <laughs> you yeah. know, I wish I could do everything for free, but we know the world doesn't revolve around that. So I'm trying to replace some of my insurance income by okay. other things that are out here. What are your... What are your thoughts about charging for the value that you add to other people's lives? What is your what comes to mind when you think about exchanging money for having a call like this or writing a book or hosting a, a group where you can talk to people? Well, I'm I'm okay with it. I actually do some coaching. Um, I've been told my rates are not high enough that I need to keep, I keep being told by coaches, you need to raise your rates, you need to raise your rates. And I guess at the beginning, I thought, well, you know, until I get more ex experience, you know, I'm, I'm kind of learning through this as well, along with others. And so, you know, I haven't raised my rates too high. I still, you know, I'm able to, to keep my rates low enough that, you know, a newcomer would be able to come in and, and you know, maybe she could afford the coaching with me as well. I'm also doing my first actual live workshop for a, um, for a writer, a writing workshop in February. So, you know, I am charging for that. It's not a, a huge amount, but it's $25 for the day, which includes lunch. So I'm okay with, um, you know, having to do the charging. It's really something that Christians have hard time with. I talk to a lot of women that have a really hard time saying, you know, I wish I could just do this for free. I don't really want to charge. And, you know, we feel that guilt feeling because we want to do this and live with our hands open and just give, give. But, but God, he also allows us to, you know, sometimes use our gifts to, to support ourselves as well. So I think that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that's why I asked that question, Brenda, because a lot of people, have made comments like you had said, I, I, I want something involving, I want to do it for free or I wish I could do it for free and there's nothing wrong in it with free or with, with making money. But I see a lot of people, I mentioned to you before we were recording that my background's in psychology and so it's, it's kind of like, it's that self-talk 
where you anybody who uses the phrase filthy rich will never I mean we associate being dirty with having money and bad, isn't it? <laughs> we can are will always push money away if we say things like filthy rich or we associate having money or being wealthy with negative things like every you know scrooge everybody who has money is evil or rich or they're they've you know screwed people over to get to have the success that they've seen if we have these beliefs in our head we'll never uh we'll never be able to have those things rich people are always made fun of or criticized but they're the one group of people everybody seems to want to be in well you know and i just talked to a guy recently um and he wrote a book about i can't remember the exact name but something about um, something quick, uh, think and grow rich. It wasn't the main one, but a different one. But anyway, he said that he, he actually, um, surveyed people and it's the rich people that are the ones that are more givers. <laughs> you know, I'm not rich by any means, but I live with my hands open and I'm trying all the time to, to, um, help others as far as that goes. And, and you, it is a mindset. A lot of that is. Well, I, I'm glad you, that you, you think that way. I mean, when you're broke, you can't, tithe to the church when you're broke you can't take a week off and go on an, on a mission trip uh when you have no money you can't buy clothing or adopt a child or some of those other things so we a, a lot of I, i've i've seen exactly what you're talking about where people have this mindset that doesn't agree with the lifestyle that they want to live or even the kind of um philanthropy or giving back that they they want to do but anyway that that's not the point I, i'm glad, i'm glad that you uh don't have those same mental blocks that i that you have probably seen that i have seen um so you've been at this a couple of years you're doing you just started doing the live workshops you're learning from people what do you think has has held you back from making the transition to full-time writer and coach and those other things? Well, to be honest with you, one thing is the marketing, getting myself marketed well enough that I'm out here, I guess, and, you know, well marketed. Another thing is learning how to, to set up webinars and learning how to, to make it the, the technical part of it, I guess, as well. There, there's a learning curve in there as well. And so, you know, that's, that's something that I've, I've been working on. I use lead pages now. Um, I've set that up and I'm trying to do a landing page for even this workshop that I'm doing so people can go see the landing page and register. And it's such a learning curve. I have not got there yet. <laughs> I've yes. got the landing page ready, but when you get down to how do you connect it, you know, and, and how does it connect with your website? All of these are new things to me, and, and that's, that's the kind of things that are like meow over my head. <laughs> and so I have, to, I have to really work at that and try to figure out how to do it. So. Well, here's a, a question for you. You said your full-time job is in insurance. Uh, how much of the technical stuff on that do you, do you get into on a day-to-day -day -day basis? Not much. I've, all we do with insurance um, technically is we can now do applications online, okay. which is – a huge thing. But up until now, it's always been paper apps. You fax it in old school way. Yep, yep. This business is, it's, it's technical driven. I mean, it really is. So you either got to have somebody that knows how to do it 
or you got to learn how to do it yourself. The online business is technical. Wow. Okay. Here's a question for you. So if you, if you have take, if you have, I won't say outsource, but if you have someone who handles the insurance, the tech side of the insurance business, what, why not have somebody do the technical side of the online part of your business, you know, saying, Hey, go and um, I, and I'm not in any way pitching a product, but um, hiring a VA to, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to do a, a webinar on the 27th or the 14th or whatever. Um, I need you to set me up a landing page and, the back end sales funnel with two or three emails. I'll write them. I just need you to plug them in. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's funny you say that because I have hired a VA before and she helped me get my website going. And then I do have one of the volunteers with Ask God today. She actually does some of our scheduling and some of our technical stuff as well. Um, I haven't actually ever hired somebody to do that part of it for the the writing though part of it and the coaching part. I've just never really put the money into it, I guess. I remember I was sitting downstairs in my house. Uh, this was um, October, November of 2014. And one of my mastermind clients called me up. I was watching TV. Actually, my wife was doing something else. He calls me up. He says, Ellery, at what point do you go with an optimized press or an lead pages and have have really professionally designed landing pages. And I was like, I don't, I don't know. And he really, and I, I wrote a blog post about it as we writers do is I called it my, my business flat tire and spending the hundred bucks to get optimized press was one of the best things that I did. And I'm wondering if you've, you've made the step with lead pages. I'm wondering if you would have even a more of an impact with something part, some part of your business. I don't know what it is that, you know, I, I didn't want to pay a hundred bucks, but in reality, a hundred bucks is almost nothing when we're talking about building a business. And if it can take one of these headaches off of your plate, would it be worth it? And I don't know what that would be. And I don't know what that expense would be if it was five or 600 bucks or a thousand, maybe not. But is there something that's just a couple hundred bucks, the price of a, a fancy dinner that, you you could get that off of your plate and, and move on. For me, that was landing in sales pages. And in that same phone call, Larry Larry Poole's his name. I don't know if you've probably have never heard of Larry. Um, he said, Ellery, I don't want you to lose sales because your ant landing pages suck. It's like, oh, yeah, well. You know, and it was just this thing, you know, the rest of my business, that's why I called it a flat tower. The rest of my business is trying to go 80 miles an hour down the highway. And I've got this clunker for my landing page and they were bad. Luckily, uh, you know, I still got, got people to sign up and want to work with me and, and help me start building that momentum. But I, I, whenever I see some of those kinds of things, I can't help but wonder if somebody else has a flat tire like I did. Well, you see, I mean, I've, I have invested in a lot of different things. I invested in landing pages. I've invested in, you know, Goins Rider or. Yeah, Tri Riders. I've invested in uh, numerous other things and stuff. So it's not that I'm afraid to put any money into it. I have. But I think what I've done is instead of, you know, I've invested in these courses, I'm trying to do the learning on them <laughs> instead of trying to find somebody that already knows how to do this and can set it up yeah. for me. So yeah, that's that's a great thought. Um, it's just a matter of finding someone that's already experienced in that and that's not going to charge me an arm and leg to do yeah. it. 
So I'm also yeah. working on a landing page. We're doing our first women's conference this awesome. summer. And so I've got one of the, the ladies that works with me on with Ask God Today. She's working on a landing page for that because we're real excited and we want to make sure it looks very professional as well. We've got Mike Weaver from Big Daddy Weave coming to do our worship music. And so we want to make sure that, you know, it looks good. It's, it works well and everything goes well with it. So, yeah, I need – and then I, I do. I try to do all of it myself and learn. But that's kind of getting impossible. <laughs> yeah, I th- I was there for a long time, and honestly, that story I told you about Larry calling me when I was sitting on the couch—that was really one of the first times I'd spent any sort of money on my website. I wanted it to be a hobby. I wanted it to kind of fund itself, and it does. But um, I was like, do I want to spend? Say book sale revenue or ad revenue or affiliate ink on this. For me, at th- that point, I'd been, um, I'd gotten fired from my job in January, and this was like nine months later, and I still wasn't doing all. It was it was a struggle. Um, I'm sure you're very well familiar with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I was like, do I want to do that? And I thought about it for less than forty eight hours, and I just bit the bullet and and did it and I haven't looked back. So what, what has brought you to this place where, okay, I want to transition from insurance to, I want to do this, my version of ministry full time. Well, I guess, you know, for years, for years, I knew I had the calling of writing that I was going to write, you know, a story, my story, and and share that share God's story through that. Um, so so that was a, a dra- I guess a dream or a desire of mine for me for years. And then when I found the writer's course and started taking it, I started learning there was more involved in it. And so at that point, you know, you become a marketer, you become all these other things, not just a writer. And so you know that kind of got my start. And then I just got the hunger and the, the I love for it. The journey has been amazing, um, walking through the journey. And so when it comes to, you know, writing and speaking, you just don't write a book and then all of a sudden it's, uh, it's a, you know, on New York Times bestseller list. It just doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, fortunately, I did write my first book and um, I hired a coach and he helped me get my book to a number one Amazon bestseller which is, you know, great. You know Jimmy, right? Oh, yeah. Jimmy Burgess. So he's a great guy, and he helped me do that. right there. There you go. <laughs> and so Jimmy helped me, and then, you know, as, as time goes on, you know, you think, okay, you know, I'm an author. Maybe, maybe somebody wants me to come speak at their church, or maybe, maybe I'll get a call where you sit there and nothing happens. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way it is, unless you're already speaking or, or you're really very well known. And so you have to put the effort into it. It doesn't, it doesn't just come knocking on your door. And so, you know, that's something that you learn and, I continue to put my name out here. I continue to get um, on speaker. You know, I just got approved to be on another speaker um, uh, circuit. So I'm going to start speaking, you know, more often with another um, ministry as well. So you have to do the work to get yourself out here. You just, I mean, most people aren't just born with it. Bam, bam, and it happens. And so, you know, there is that marketing part of it. You have to learn and, 
Yeah, and then once you start doing it, people start coming to you saying, well, how did you do that? Or, you know, how did how'd you get that book written? You know, or, and, and so all of a sudden people are asking you. So that's where the coaching part comes into it. People start wondering, you know, how did you do that? You know, can you show me this or something like that? And so that's where the coaching part and you're not going to you're not going to become a millionaire off of writing a book. Not that it's a big deal or anything like that. But you have to, to even get an income, you have to figure out something you're good at and try to um, get yourself known in that, that area as well. And so that's, that's the things that I love. I love speaking to people. I love helping people. And, you know, I just share what, what I know how to do and try to help others learn how to do it. Do you want to coach or do you feel like that's something that is just a natural extension? People are asking you about it. I mean, Oh, I love to coach. I love coaching one-on-one. I love teaching others. I love, I mean, you know, doing a workshop is, is amazing to me. That's fun. You know, I like that kind of stuff, you know, but yeah, I don't know if I'll do it forever or not. I, it's all in, you know, whatever direction God continues to take me in. I asked that question, Brenda, because I see, I also see people who feel they get those same questions. How do you do that? Uh, and they don't always want to respond with, well, uh, I, I could tell you, but it'd be easier to just go talk to Jimmy. <laughs> you know, and if you if you want to write, you don't have to coach those other people. If you like that, if you want to, that's fine. Um, I didn't want you to feel like you were obligated to work with those people because for any reason. We do a lot of things out of obligation. And when this is our business and we're focusing on generating revenue, if you want to be a writer, but you don't want to be a coach, then don't coach. But since you do. Yeah, I, I love, I love coaching others. I love helping. And, you know, my, my whole thing is to try to help people finish writing. I think so many people start writing a book or they have this, I'm going to be a writer or in a year from now, they're still in the same place they were a year ago. And so I try to help them. I'm kind of the one behind them, encouraging them. And giving them some steps to move forward, the accountability to help them move forward and actually finish something. There's a lot of people that never finish. Some people never start. <laughs> yep. well, regarding your your coaching, because I think if we look at the, the coaching, it'll probably help with the writing as well. Uh, just like writing helps with speaking, speaking helps with writing, all those kinds of things. I think we could we, – if we start with the coaching piece and the question and a few questions, it would help with both. What makes you unique? You can sound as cocky and arrogant as you have ever sounded. Like you could say this only to your mom. What are you better at than anybody else? That's kind of hard, but um, I, I guess. What was I, the first thing that popped into your head right now? Like, you know, I'm not going to say that. No, I, I'm really mostly encouraging. I really am the one that tries to encourage I'm very optimistic, so I really try to pe- help people see their purpose, you know, because if you don't have that purpose, if you don't have that passion, you're not going to, I mean, you've got to have that purpose of why you're doing this. Yep. You know? and, and I tell people a lot of times, you know, we accept things all the time. We make new commitments, and then we fall short on those, and it's because we have too many commitments out here. So I try to get people to narrow that down know their purpose, exactly what their purpose is. So when that next thing comes that they're asked to do, they have to say, is this within my purpose or not? 
do I say yes or do I say no? Is this going to help me move closer to where my dreams are and my desires are? And so that's kind of what I teach people. So I think that's probably my my biggest thing is I'm a very big encourager. And, you know, now to teach and coach, I also hold them accountable. I, 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 I'm open to them. They can send me emails back and forth. I do Zoom, you know, coaching as well and try to help them. The main thing that I want to do, I cannot make anybody else do something. They are the ones that have to pick up the pen or pick up the typewriter. They have to start doing it. I can just encourage them and give them some tools to do that. But ultimately, we are the ones within ourselves that make that final decision. Are we going to do this or not? You know, and I just try to encourage people to do it. So I can't believe how many times I have I've mentioned this conference, uh, the Thrive Conference in Las Vegas. I'd highly recommend you and anybody else check it out. It'll be the second year in the fall of 2016. But one of the guys from, I think it's, I think it might've been a Gary Vaynerchuk from stage says coach, uh, motivation is cheap. And I tend to agree with that. And I'll give you another example. I have a free blogging course. I think you took it the 30 day blog transformation. Did you take that one with the Facebook group? Um, well, if you did and you don't know, that means that uh, it wasn't very memorable and I'm, I'm a little bit hurt, but, um, one of the first lessons we we go and kind of talk about this uh, something very similar and a lot of people actually i think every response was i want to be the motivator and i want to be the encourager mm-hmm. nobody says i want to walk into a room and be debbie downer <laughs> so where the where the coaching part comes from at least on my end is oh, so what do you do with that and that's where most people will drop the ball. And that's where most people will not end up making any money. And they'll their their clients, the people who would end up hiring them, are the ones that are going to go and buy that eagle poster from wherever you buy those eagle posters that says soar above or, you know, aim for the moon and you miss and land upon in the stars or whatever. We can all do that. So you, we've got to figure out, and I mean, <laughs> we won't be able to do that in, in an hour call. Mm-hmm. We've got to figure out what is it that Brenda McGraw does that nobody else can do. You have an eye for something. I don't know if you've taken a strengths finder test, mm-hmm. um, the, the ENTJ, whatever, Myers-Briggs. There's, there's something that you do that maybe you're afraid to tell me, maybe you're afraid to tell yourself that will set you apart. And here's something else that I've observed. And I'm reading right now, I'm reading Lewis House's book, uh, The School of Greatness. And he is, he's talking about something that I have been thinking about a long time, that our greatest strength and the thing that will probably make us the most money, make you the most money, Brenda, is the thing that you are most embarrassed to talk about. Wow. Maybe it's a bankruptcy, maybe it's a divorce, maybe it's an abuse. And again, for anybody listening, I don't know anything about Brenda other than just a couple things on on Facebook, so I'm not picking on her for any of those things. But what I have found, and for me, it was I was I was very embarrassed to talk about getting fired. I don't know if you've listened to my the the uh, Empowered podcast, Brenda, but there's episode 49 where my wife sat right over here. And she interviewed me and we both cried about that process and what it did for our marriage to our marriage, uh, the business as a whole. 
And I was terrified to do that. And it was one of the best things I've ever done. I understand. So I don't know what it is over the last 20, 30, 40 years, whatever it is for you that you're like, man, I don't, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want anybody to know about it. But as soon as, again, it, it could be not even a big deal. I, I don't know. But when you open up and share what has driven you into being a ministry, and it could have been a, a spiritual thing, and, and I'm not, that sounds like I'm mocking it. I've, I've had many of those myself. I'm not. Um, it could be a God calling you to do that, or it could be I had a, a church pay my electricity bills when I was laid off. And I feel like that is one of the most powerful things that anyone can do is to help someone in need. By the way, that did happen to me when I was laid off. My church paid several of my bills for a couple months. I, I, I don't know. It's It seems like one of those things where that thing that we're not comfortable talking about when we open up and share about it, that's when people will be like, holy crap, I thought I was the only one. Well, I- just based on everything that I do, I'm very vulnerable. <laughs> and so anybody that's actually, um, or not vulnerable, transparent, change word. Um, anybody that actually reads anything, they pretty much know my whole, pretty much my whole history. Cause you know, I went through a divorce and I've had breast cancer and I, I lived with an addict, you know, somebody that was addicted. And so I've had plenty, plenty of life stories. I had a heart attack so there's been plenty of life stories. I am an overcomer. And so, and everybody, you know, we have to determine, are you going to let life defeat you or are you going to rise above that? And so I'm the one that always rises above that. And that's where I get you know, the desire to help others. You know, we can live hurt. We can live defeated or we can choose to find that joy and, and overcome. And so that's the person that I am deep inside that drives me to continue to help people. Awesome. I I think that's where, if it's not already, where a lot of power will come from in any message that you share. Do you target people who live with addicts? Do you target people who are struggling with cancer or um, who are going through people that I'll just lump them all into one group who are, who are at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I do target those people, but mostly I target it's through women because women, we all have similar situations. So I mostly target women. Now I do have, you know, men that follow us on our website as well, but, but mostly it is to women. You know. that, that's good. The next question is, um, what what other problems do those people that you are targeting ta- uh, targeting we would probably call an avatar what other challenges are they facing that you can address or help them solve that fit within your wheelhouse and that's where the coaching of helping someone finish something um i actually have helped a couple of girls that for years, they've just struggled to actually finish their product. Mm-hmm. And so I sit there with them and actually help them work through it and, and finish, come up with dates and goals to finish their product. And so, you know, and, and doing that, I've now got several women that can say, hey, you know, I have actually finished writing my book finally. 
you know, so that's, that's one of the things that I do. I, I'm that hands on. Let's, let's sit down and, and, you know, figure out a date that, that you are comfortable with. And I mean, I may put some pressure on them, you know, let's get this done in two weeks, you know, send me this in three weeks or, or whatever that is just to keep them moving forward. Now, everybody doesn't work well under that. You know, a lot of people just, they, they think they want to do something. And then I've gotten some in there that have basically said, I, I don't really think I want to write this book anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, well, at least you determined that, you know, but, um, but you know, that's, that's one of the things that I do is really try to help them see what's involved in actually finishing a project because so many people do not finish. Okay. Now I'm again, going back to your questions. You want to find new clients. What have you done in the past to get your current clients? Not enough. <laughs> I'll just say Fair that. <laughs> um, pretty much Facebook and Twitter. Okay. I have, you know, just, I will come up with, you know, maybe a, a tweetable quote and send it out. I have a meet me where they can actually just call in. I'll give a free, you know, one hour, 30 minutes, one hour, whatever, and just talk to people and try to, you know, help them determine and brainstorm with them. And if they want to move forward, they've got that. If they don't, then they've got a free coaching hour as far as that goes. Um, you know, so that's, that's one of the things I've done. I don't market myself enough because I run short on time, like most people do. We run out of 24 hours a day is not enough hours. <laughs> I thought it was, but, you know, we're, we're having a hard time with that sometimes. But so that's that's what I kind of do. I try to, um, you know, market myself. I know, and I, I know here in my brain that I need to do a webinar. And it's one of those things that, okay, I know I need to do this and offer this, but it's one of those learning curves I've just not sat down and learned yet. Why do people need you? Why do people need me? Yep. Because I'm just lovable. (laughs) Um, People people need me. You know what? If they want to finish writing a book, if you have the desire to go on this journey that Ellery's walking, that I'm walking, that is an amazing journey of being an author and a writer, a speaker, then you need me because I can help you get there. I've helped several other women along the way. I just started my coaching this year, well, in January of last year. So, you know, over the year's time, I've already helped several women write their books. And so, yes, they need me for that aspect. I'm very um, easy to talk to, very easy to listen, you know, and, and hear what they're saying and try to help them know what that next step is there's too many people out here that are offering things that you don't need to go down and in other words i would never suggest paying 2500 or 5000 dollars to self-publish your own book that's you know that's just not you don't need to do it but there's a lot of people out here that are doing that and so you know i help people just kind of determine you know what's the next step what do I need to do? How do I get started? Because I needed that. I needed that. In 2002, when I felt God called me to writing, I stepped in, went into a writer's conference, the very first one I went, and I walked out of there thinking, I have no idea. But they're ta- they were talking all this author lingo that I didn't know anything about. And I went back home, and it was 11, 11 years later, 
that I finally found Jeff Goins and Tribe Riders, and it helped me. Um, so, so I can help mentor people so they don't have to have that 10-year span. You know, maybe it's time. That maybe now's their time. So that's what I help people do. Without you, what, what do they do? They may sit there wishing and hoping that they could write a book and knowing that there's a book inside of them somewhere, and someday I'm going to write that book, <laughs> and that someday every year they're still saying it the next year. Someday I'm going to write a book. With me, I can help you do that this year. You know, Who is outside your target market? Nobody, really. I mean, you know, my target market, of course, is women. But, I mean, I've talked with, I talk with guys as well as far as that goes. I just feel more comfortable helping another woman um, as far as that goes. My coaches that I've had have all been men because I've learned from, from guys. Um, I did have one woman coach. Take that back. I did have one that I got a free six-month coaching with. You know, I, I think giving six months coaching is, that's a lot, but I happened to win it. So I, I wasn't arguing. So that's everything that I've learned over all these. I mean, I've spent a lot of money, a lot of money in, in investing in myself. You've got to determine, okay, is this going to be a career or is this going to be a hobby? You know, and that's going to determine whether, you know, what you're going to do with it. You know, I determined finally, this is a career. I want to, this is what I want to do with my life. And oh my goodness, what a journey. It's been so much fun. And I've been, you know, met so many wonderful people. And, you know, it's, it's been amazing. I, I say, if you think about going on this journey, absolutely. Let's, let's you know, connect and talk. Because, I, I, you know, whether they choose you as a coach or you do something different than I do. We're all different. All coaches are different as far as how they help their clients and stuff. I highly, highly recommend though that they invest in their own self. Okay, so let's put you let's put you on the spot. Who is outside of your your avatar? Who is not your avatar? That is a question that will be critically important because not everybody, not of course, not everybody's going to work with us. Right. But not everybody is somebody that you need to be spending your time on. And whenever I focused more on a certain subset and one, honestly, that I was afraid to target uh, until I did that, I was kind of held back. So what makes you different from me? Let's answer that question. Let's put it into, instead of from everybody else, what makes Brenda different from Ellery? What are you better at than me? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know you well enough to know whether, you know, what's different between us. I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, again, back to that thrive conference and Gary on stage, he just, he just was spitting wisdom up there. He's like, I wish you all your, all the best in your business, but if you want to create another media company, I'm going to crush you. I will murder you and stomp you into the ground because it's competition. Mm -hmm. So he'll wish you all the best, but if you come at me, I'm going to knock you down. So, to help you define who this avatar is. Because when you really have the person, maybe it's a female uh, or maybe it is a male and we don't know it yet, when you find out who that ideal avatar is, you will make more money. Right. Because you'll feel somebody or on the receiving end, someone's going to hear you talk or read a blog post or read your book, and they're going to say, man, I'm, she, she's talking to me. 
And when that happens, they'll immediately know, like, and trust you because you've been exactly where they are. And they'll be willing, whether they know it or not, they'll be willing to pay more for it. Because it, it goes, my, my wife's in the, in the medical field and she works with uh, cardiologists a lot. Who makes more money? A cardiologist that specializes, this is relevant to you because of what you mentioned before. Who makes more, the general practitioner, the general guy, or the, the guy that specializes in hearts? Probably the guy that specializes in hearts. <laughs> he's an expert. Yeah. And let's turn it around. Do we want Do we want to order, do you like pizza, Brenda? Yes, of course. I love pizzas. <laughs> okay. So do you want to get your pizza from the guys who specialize in pizza or from, I'm going to pick on a Jason's Deli, who has everything? Well, if I'm going to get pizza, I want somebody that's going to specialize in it. Exactly. Yeah. And we do same thing for transmissions in cars. For photographers, I mean, there's all kinds of photographers, but if you're going to get one for a wedding, you're not going to get the guy who does a little bit of everything. You're going to get a wedding photographer. So when we're doing this for our own business, we have to say, I am the, I'm the best at this. I'm an expert at helping women who have lived with years of abuse, whether it's a, a physical or mental or they are, you know, they're, they're not the addict, but they're living with one and it's just a pattern. They just go from one to, if that's you, I've been there and I will help you break that pattern or you want to write a book. I, I've been that, that woman who has spent hundreds or thousands of dollars and I, I didn't understand it. And my book sat there and nearly died inside for 11 years until I figured out a way to make it happen. And some woman out there is going to say, I have felt like I have wanted to write a book for a long time. And I went to another writer's conference and I didn't understand it either. Mm-hmm. Do you see how that's different from everybody? I do. Yeah, absolutely. But, and it's scary. And it was for me anyway to say, well, everybody, uh, I was like, well, anybody, every, everybody wants to start a business, right? <laughs> Everybody wants to do that or any, or, or work, even maybe it's worse. Anybody who wants to start a business, you know, I can, I can work with them. That sounds good, but it's, that's, that's not specific enough. I want to talk to the guy who is frustrated at work, who has skills, but feels like they're not using them and they, they make good money. They're successful, but they know that the corporate ladder doesn't exist anymore. They know they're never going to get the tap on the shoulder and someone's going to say, this is your time. Just here's the corner office. And they want to not have all their eggs in one basket anymore. I want the frustrated guy for a long time. I didn't. And every time I niche down for use a popular term that, that we've heard a dozen times or hundreds of times before, um, it's like the it's like the heart surgeon. It's like the the pizza guy. As entrepreneurs, I see a lot of people, including myself, who find it scary to exclude people from their target market. I see that. I mean, I know I have learned over the last year that you know sometimes you've got people that just want that free hour of coaching. And they're not willing to put any more into it. I, I don't necessarily want that one person. I want somebody that's similar to who I was that's willing to invest and, and learn. I mean, just be that student of learning and really dig in and learn 
if they have to teach their self, if they have to get up at 12 o'clock at night and stay up till two doing it or get up at five o'clock in the morning before the kids get up. I want that person that's, that's really driven, you know, that that's willing to invest in their self and, and wants to make this happen. Um, and you want to take their learning curve from 11 years down to 11 months or 11 weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, share your, what, what your, I, I wrote a book in eight days because I was determined to write this book because not only did was I determined, but I kind of procrastinated a little bit and let the deadline slip up on me. And so at that point I said, I've got to make a sacrifice here. And so my sacrifice was sleep. <laughs> and so I, after my husband would go to bed and he gets up and goes to work at six o'clock after he went to bed, we would always go and we always said our prayers you know, together, but I would get back up and come to my office and work for two or three hours. Um, I made it happen. Those are the people, the people that are hungry, that want to, to go on this journey. They feel that calling that, you know, they're supposed to do this. They just don't know how. I want to be the one that helps them. You know? Is that on your sales page? Maybe. Some of it is, yeah. That I, I, I say all of, all of that needs to be in there, maybe change it up. But you... You want to work with a woman who has a story. A lot of people have these stories, but I know that they're, you're out there speaking for you, that you're out there, that you're doing, willing to do what it takes. You have a limited amount of time. You're willing to stay up late or get up early, but you don't know what to do during those hours. Yeah. Yeah. I probably, I don't have all that part in there. So that'd be something that I need to. I mean, that's going to connect with some, it would, if I said it, it would connect with you. Yeah, that's true. And I'm to get a copy of this recording and go back and see what I said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you're you're more than more than welcome. But I, again, that's it. Those are some of those things that I I can I can look at this. And I told the last uh, the last coaching call I did this for that I have the luxury of being almost completely re- removed from your situation and story and what you're going through at this point. I mean, we're not the, the purpose of this is not to say, Hey, we should, we should chat again for the next six months. You should hire me. But it's to say, look, this is a, a very narrow one-time look at um, with, with as little emotion as possible. Here's an objective look at what's going on. So what I would suggest if, if we're look, you know, one of the three, the three, uh, three of the things that you wanted to get out was advice for new clients, more speaking and how to start a podcast. As far as those first two, knowing ex- specifically and exactly who you don't want to talk to. If you had a, if you had a room full of, of wealthy middle-aged men, your message would just, I mean, that's worse than spaghetti on a wall, but figuring out who, it would just be deaf ears and a waste of your and their time. I say we figure that out and that'll, that will help with those other two. And then thinking of your message. Um, I've mentioned this before. It's, it's partly a little bit in my, in my book about your message being like the glass of water that thirsty people need. And your if to carry that not analogy, you're not going to hang out by the water cooler you're not going to go to the local bar. You're going to go to the desert and say, I got, I, I have what you need. And by selling something back to our original 
bullet point, if you will. If you're thirsty, do you mind paying $2 for a bottle of water? Maybe you would $20 for a bottle of water. Maybe you wouldn't, you'd mind less if it literally saved your life. You know, you are about to, but you know, if it was $5, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you're a beer drinker or not, Brenda, but people are paying, you know, six, $7 for a, uh, a beer at sporting events. Yeah. Not I mean, they, they don't, they don't mind doing those things. We wouldn't mind paying money for water. If we're thirsty, you've just got to find your version of thirsty people. So where do you suggest finding those people and how do you market to those people? I, I'm going to assume nobody has checked that out or assume you have anyway. Um, each year I write a, a review of the previous year. I usually publish them in, in December. If you go to, I think, 2015 review or something like that for me, um, I, I talk a little bit more about this. But one of them is asking for business. When we're small, we don't have the credibility of a, of a Walmart or a Dillard's or that these big brands and we have to show our credibility. If you know, you can help somebody uh, the least they can say is no. It may hurt <laughs> emotionally a little bit, but Hey, I, I know you've been talking about your book mm-hmm. for a long time and it's, it's kind of the, a little bit of the carrot and a little bit of the stick. Um, I can help you. And then finally it's, it's stop complaining about, not writing your book if you can't do it. It was Suzanne Evans who her brand is Hell Yeah Studios and she gave me this little thing to plug your cell phone into it. And she she makes a bunch of money coaching. And the, her coaching sequence is if she sees that a behavior needs to be corrected, you get the whisper, then you get the tap, and then you get the two by four. <laughs> I like that. It's I never remember what those three things are, but I always remember, okay, I need to go back and read what Suzanne Evans said. And you might we might not be able to do this with our friends, but if we see somebody out there who's like I can help you do this. You there's for some reason you're you're still struggling with this, and I I I've been where you are and I have figured a way out of it. Mm-hmm. And if you go into it with the belief that I have a glass of water and this person is genuinely thirsty. Maybe it doesn't work out, but maybe it's, maybe it's exactly what they're looking for. Cause I'll give you one more example. It's sort of related. I can't tell you how many people um, have joined a mastermind with me. There's been a bunch that haven't, but at least 50% of the time people have told me in feedback later or uh, in, in their guy, I have them do a similar application as well. Um, they say this was the perfect time. It's, it's weird. Like, I don't, I don't know that it's the perfect time. Um, but but, uh, it is timing a lot of times it is, but we don't know it. You don't know it, but someone like, uh, man, I am so thirsty right now. Thank you, Brenda, for giving me this water. Mm -hmm. I, I've been trying to write my book and get it published. But every time I sit down to write, a mental block or I write, but I don't know what to do next. Mm -hmm. And you're going to have that water at the right time for somebody. Mm -hmm. You you might get a hundred no's, but then you might get a hundred or 200 yeses. Or we got to look in a different, different spot. I don't know exactly where you're, you're looking. So be, be willing to uh, ask for business. Um, The second thing in how I have gotten, uh, how I got my first client is to use the advice that, 
I I keep attributing it to Cliff Ravenscraft. So I think it was him who a few years ago, I think it was at the platform conference that Michael Hyatt did. He, and I asked him about making money with my podcast. I hadn't launched it yet. And he said, be so good. They can't ignore you. So stand out, be bold. I've used the phrase, pick a fight, do something that only, only Brenda can do that makes you stand out. That will polarize your audience. Do something that somebody will disagree with because the people that will disagree with you, there's going to be at least that many who agree with you more than they did yesterday. Mm-hmm. So polarize people. That one's a tough one too because no, going into it knowing that you're going to make somebody mad is a, is a difficult situation. Um, asking for business and then figuring out who that avatar is. I have a, a worksheet. Uh, and it walks you through two or three pages of questions to figure out your avatar. And once you figure out who they are, you know what else they do, what they like, what problems they have. And um, is a, process- a little bit. I don't know that I've ever gone to the extent of that, but I have. I have looked to see what my avatar is. Questions like this is what you would get on this on this avatar. What do they think about? What do they fear? What worries them? What tools do they use? What do they spend their money on? how old are they? Why? Uh, let's see. What, where are they going with their business? What are, do they wear dress shoes or tennis shoes? Where do they live? Where do they work? Do they commute or do they not? If your avatar doesn't commute, a podcast might not be the best thing. I haven't listened to a podcast in a, in, a, in roughly two years because I haven't commuted in two years. Mm-hmm. So those, those types of questions what do they buy or what do they don't buy? How much do they spend? This will be my last weird analogy. I really wanted to target and help the DIY entrepreneur. But what do DIY entrepreneurs not want to do? They don't want to spend money because they're the DIY entrepreneur. So I had to slowly shift that or figure out how to still help them with a different message or in a different way. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That was like a weird slap in the face for me. Like I'm targeting people who have no money or don't want to spend money. That, that, that I, I can't make a living on that. So <laughs> that, that led to a series of other questions and, and, and all those other things. But some of the best feedback I've gotten for, for worksheets is, as opt-ins, that's been probably one of the best ones over the last couple of years. And it came out of the, that, uh, the machine live conference here in Austin, the digital marketer did. And I was sitting there with one of my clients and I just started writing out these questions. And oddly enough, the next day, Ryan Dice is standing up there talking about some of the same things. Um, I don't think we have time to do the, any suggestions necessarily for podcasting, but I would say stand up. Uh, some people agree with that. Some people don't, but there's that polarization thing. Uh, I have more in when you're like doing what when you're recording. Okay. Cause right now, I mean, you sit are down you or are you standing, you're sitting, I am actually sitting right now. I'm not taking my own advice, but video helps with that. Yeah. But one of my other clients has the same problem and I gave him the same advice. It'll it's John Stolpe, by the way, he, he had one of these calls too. So it's, it's no secret that he and I talked about that. We just have kind of this, flat's not the right word and you don't necessarily have it but you'll have more energy feel more like you can be animated and and move your hands when you talk like Toastmasters would teach you or you know as you know from speaking 
um, you're more able to do that when you're standing than when you're sitting. I so you'll have more energy by doing that. But I've never actually recorded my first po- podcast or anything. I have done some periscoping and some videos like that, but haven't actually, I have a, a podcast address. I think I just not used it. So, but that's okay. Cause I've got plenty to keep me busy. right? Yeah, now. <laughs> yeah sure. Well, if you do decide Brenda and you don't know where to go and you have the $8, my book, how to start your professional okay. podcast for $200 or less. There's, there it's it's a short book it's only like 30 pages but there are eight different videos that go with it okay. including one that's like 20 minutes on how to use audacity real like cuts out 90% of the stuff that you don't need but that's the one um that it hit number jimmy helped me get that one on uh number one bestseller on amazon and it still sold copies for about a year it's it's kind of tapered off now I stopped promoting it, but um, it's how I started my podcast. Right. I thought it would take a lot of money. You could do that route or you don't have to. And that's how I learned how to edit. And I'd never done any of that stuff before. Mm-hmm. Check that's on my uh, store page. Okay. Well, I but, appreciate your help. Is any wise words before we leave that you want to give me? <laughs> Other than what you've already given me. <laughs> Those other words were not so wise. Yes, uh, <laughs> I would just, I would say be bold. Okay. I mean, do something that you think has a really good chance of failure. And that may include your, it, it, apply that to everything. A blog post that won't go over so well that you really believe in asking a client. I know I can help you. I know you don't have to say yes but I think I have what you need. Be, be bold. Don't let somebody slip through the cracks because they thought you weren't as interested as you really were. Makes sense. That's a, that's historically been a problem for me. And that's something I committed to at the beginning of the year. I'm not going to lose a client because they didn't, they didn't think I was interested. Mm. So be bold. Thank you. All right, Brenda. That'll close us out for today. Any any final questions or anything for me? No, you have given me so much to think about, and I've written down a lot of notes. So, yeah, I'm. I, there's a lot of things going through my mind right now. Good. Well, okay. if you have any questions or need some follow-up or something, feel free to shoot me an email. I wish you all the best of luck, and uh, I will see you in the, the Tribe Riders group on Facebook and around, uh, around the interwebs. And thank you again so much, Ellery, for letting me you know, learn off of you today and be on your, your podcast with you, your catching podcast. Great <laughs> idea, by the way. I think it's a wonderful idea. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, okay. So that was a, a pretty action-packed uh, episode. And I think that I really came to understand the power of this kind of moment of failure, this moment of, of embarrassment on this call. And I think that's, I want to make sure you hear that because I, I just talked to a lot of people. We, we all have crap. We all have something that just it didn't go well, a product launch that just was kind of like, yeah, well, it could have done better. It could have done worse. You know, we all have something that we're just, we do, we're just not proud of it. It may not even be all that negative. It may not even be all that bad. But I just want to want to consider or want you to consider that that moment in your life might be something that will help you connect with somebody and it might help be be a part of your story that will will attract new customers 
new clients. If you want to be part of the Ellery Well Show coaching, if you want an hour uh, to, uh, with me shared to have your story help somebody else, just like Brenda's story hopefully has helped you, go to elleriewells.com slash show8. That's the uh, the show notes for this episode. There's there's links at the bottom of that page and all of the the resources. My gosh, we talked about uh, a handful, didn't we? Lead pages, optimized press, uh, Susan. You 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 heard them all. So go to elleriewells.com/show8. Check it out. And again, if you want to be featured on the show, I would love to talk to you. I'd love to help you in your journey and help you succeed. So go there. Click on one of the apply here buttons, and um, I'd love to to share. We've got several more of these that are lined up. I'm trying not to do them back to back. I just want to make sure uh, we're not overwhelming you with coaching calls. Now we've got some cool stuff. I mentioned I just got back from Podcast Movement. I've recorded my call there, and I want to share that with you. And I'm gonna, like I mentioned at the very beginning, I'm gonna make a concerted effort to be more consistent in recording i know you guys want to hear it i i hear from you that you want to hear more of the show so thank you for that that never gets old and don't think oh somebody else is going to email ellery don't 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 take that as a cop-out so please shoot me an email ellery at elleriewells.com i'd love to hear from you if you email me i'm not going to add you to some crazy list i just want to hear you hear from you anyway you can find the ellery wells show on itunes stitcher make sure you go and do the reviews and subscribe and everything like that i just don't want you to miss an episode since they're not all that consistent oh man that's kind of embarrassing since they're not all that consistent i don't want you to uh to miss one so go make sure you subscribe so that you get all those episodes delivered right to your device I'm your host, Ellery Wells. This is the Ellery Wells Show. It's an honor to be honored to be talking to you today. I am very thankful to have you here. Go do something awesome. Shoot me an email. Tell me what you did. We'll see you next time. <laughs>